1: Hey, y'all, welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the Wow Superheroes After Show, taking place and coming at you every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we are up in here to give you the latest and greatest as to what's going on in the world of women of wrestling. Of course, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, host and writer for Women's Wrestling Talk. And colored commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, and Black Girl Magic 2022. But thank God I am not alone. I am here with the fabulous creator of NCAT We Trust, amazing backstage correspondent, and creator of the Women of Color in Wrestling panel taking place in Chicago, WrestleMania weekend. Miss Katrina Blake, how are you, Kat?
0: Hey, hey, I am tired, but I am happy to be here. New week new awesome things happening, and so I'm excited to be here.
1: Yes, it is the first day of spring, even though here in Alabama, you know, we didn't we wound up not getting the memo. It is still very much cold down here. But either way, it's a new season. It's a new day and it's a new week. And we are on the road towards WrestleMania, which is next week, which low key makes me excited and low key wants to give me a panic attack. But either way, we are on that road. But in the world of wow, there's a lot going on and a lot of questions and a lot of different speculations as to as to different changes that's happening in the WOW landscape. So we're going to get into it. But first, Katrina, how did you feel about this episode of WOW as a whole?
0: Uh, that was a solid episode and i also liked that we got some continuation in some of the storylines so we had like some like two or three weeks ago and then they were kind of not on tv which i guess makes sense considering i think two weeks ago was the la comic con episode so it makes sense but i like that again even when we change up who we're seeing on the week we can still continue uh on somebody else's storyline and it doesn't feel like, Oh man, when this happened, you know, like it's a, it's fresh enough that we get, if we miss a week with them or miss two weeks, the next week we're like, Oh, okay. And they do like enough that we, it's still fresh in the mind. And so I always appreciate that, appreciate that about well
1: yes definitely it's still very much a fresh show and even when we may not see one story we do get the continuation of another story that we were kind of wondering about in the back of your mind so that is what took place on this episode Um, and definitely if you watched this episode of WOW Superheroes this past weekend or if you watched it online via Pluto TV or YouTube if you're watching live with us tonight first of all thank you and second of all let us know who you are in the comments and actually address things as we address them and talk about what your favorite or not so favorite parts were of wow this week as we you know trickle down throughout the show but first we're gonna start off with some action of course the first match was genesis of exit of not exodus i'm sorry genesis of exile who came out with exodus and ice cold going up against tiki tomorrow now of course tiki and exile have been having a little bit of a back and forth with each other in which she uh wound up enlist the help of her Polynesian sisters Leia Makoa and the Tonga twins but Tiki Chamorro wanted to fight um, Genesis on her own so this is how this match started and there were a couple of things that surprised me with the lineup of Exile this week they mentioned on commentary very astutely that Ice Cold decided to join up with them after she had left um, the disciplinarian and um, G.I. Jane Um, so team Cold Discipline is no more to my sadness um and then on top of that malia hosaka is no longer a part of um exile as well because genesis and exodus have both decided they wanted to strike out on their own out from under the shadow of the wow og so genesis is now listing herself as the leader of exile now and this was sort of like her way of stepping out from under the shadow of um malia hosaka as the leader with this match so katrina before we go into the action of the match were you shocked to hear um about malia hosaka no longer having anything to do with
0: exile or the other two girls you know going out on their own i actually was because and this is no disrespect to the other girls but she is the og and so you know, a lot of what they do is also based off, I guess, what she might have even taught them as part of the group. And so I was surprised because, it, for in a way, it's like it can be a heel move when somebody's like, I don't need this person anymore. But then it's also like that whole urge to kind of prove yourself sometimes fall along the line of like a, a good protagonist or something. And so that's like when you have somebody's like, oh, I kind of want to get out of the shadow to kind of prove myself. I was a little surprised because it seemed more tweeny and when they're more definitely usually especially during the matches, We will see they've done some heel tactics. And so I, I was shocked. I I don't because it's not like, you know she, For the most part she's won her matches <laughs> You know, like it's so it's not like it's like one of those situations where it's like, oh She was a liability and we kind of had to remove ourselves from her because she, for the most part, won her matches. Um, and yes, there was some, obviously, there's shenanigans, and there was a situation where they was interfering a few times, but for the most part, she got the wind. And so I felt like like you put somebody, again, and it's no shade to ice cold either, but for somebody who's kind of been floating around a bit, it was very odd that you got rid of the leader who has been pretty dominant and then you put a person who doesn't really know where she belongs. Because I feel like she's floating around, but we don't know exactly where she belongs in any of this. It's like she's just kind of seemed like she's trying to figure out where she fits in in dynamics and she is not really working for her. Because I feel like her whole even with the gimmick and while she is a heel now it doesn't even fit them either and so I, it that that to me was surprising but i guess we will see uh what happens after that but i was surprised I'm, i was like oh okay <laughs> all right then like it just kind of threw me off only because it, it'd be different if it was a situation where she was causing them some matches or she was doing something where it was a whole bunch of miscommunication that you're like okay maybe we need to split and so it, it gave me the more like you're being too big for your britches because it's like, hmm. I mean, she kind of had you guys good enough as a unit that it's not like why you now decide well I'm going to split up on my own and then decide you're the leader. Like there was a discussion, was there a vote? <laughs> like how did that work? You know, it's just, I, I don't know. But I guess we'll see what goes on uh, going forward with this.
1: Yeah, like this was very surprising for me too, for those same reasons that you brought up. Um, And then I had never even thought about the idea of Ice Cold sort of being lost and drifting back and forth between people. Like I had never really thought about that in that way before. So I'm glad you actually mentioned that. So yeah, trading Malia Hosaka in for Ice Cold, who's kind of relatively new to the WoW universe, was a very, you know, interesting type of deal. And Joseph in the comments is um, saying, Ice Cold without Samantha's. That's an interesting move And he's also saying that is shocking That Exile thinks they are better without Malia Hosaka Malia is one of the greatest in this industry Yes, very astute observations there, Joseph Thank you for watching from YouTube um, It's just really weird how that happened But either way, she was still participating In a lot of the shenanigans, as you would say That was taking place through this match um, I love that on commentary they did mention That Tiki Chamorro, um is Guam's first wild. Superhero, So I thought that was a really cool little tidbit that they added in there and the fact that she has a background in rugby alongside her husband and rugby is a very tough sport. It's basically almost pushing in the minds of American football with their toughness, except it's a completely different concept with their sport. So I thought that was really interesting to hear because when you see Tiki, you think she's like this really sweet girl, but you really forget that she really is this tough cookie. Um, And this was definitely on display here in this this match so um, as they locked up, Genesis swept Tiki off of her feet and then stomped her hand in order to start the match. Um, it was a very nasty start. Um, both battled with waist locks until Genesis um, tried to lock in um, a master lock, but Tiki escaped it and then stomped on Genesis' toes in order to get the upper hand on her. Genesis elbowed Tiki's face and then tried to apply another headlock, and they both actually tried to have like a little battle of the headlocks here um, towards this part of the match, and then it commenced with Tiki using her strength to throw Genesis down um with the headlock still applied which was really cool um then Tiki held on until Genesis punched and then lifted um Tiki up on her shoulders but Tiki fought her way out of her arms which was really similar to a little bit of a con like a spot that I had seen in WrestleMania 18's women's match with Jazz, Trish, and Lita. Um, I'm a nerd, so if you want to check out the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and listen to my series on women in WrestleMania, you can figure that out as well. Um, But Tiki really was battling back here against Genesis, but there was a point where Genesis did feign an injury to distract the referee so that Exodus and Ice Cold could get involved. Like in that picture right there, they were shaking up her hair and you know, beating up on her and everything. So it was getting quite out of hand with the numbers game with Tiki, but Tiki never gave up. And her resilience kept her going throughout this match. And then finally, Tiki was able to fight back with a tiger fate kick that I'm more than sure would make um Rey Mysterio really proud. And then um Ice Cold and Genesis tried to get involved again. Again, with a allowing Genesis to hit a full Nelson Slam onto Tiki. But then just when Genesis got cocky and was posing before she went for the cover onto Tiki, Tiki reversed it into a successful pin, and she wound up winning her first singles match in WoW, which was so wonderful because, of course, you know, she was out there over the past few weeks with the Tonga Twins and with Leia Makoa who were standing up for her. But this was a really good win for her to get on her own. So this was a really hard-fought victory for her, and she was just the smartest woman at that point in time because Genesis decided to get cocky, and Tiki was like, "Oop, gotcha, and <laughs> and that's basically what she did. She covered her up, and she got the win. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match, and how do you feel about Tiki having such a triumphant win here?
0: I was very happy with, uh, you know, she's so sweet. And so you, you see a person who's trying really hard and then it's kind of be put in situations where she, like, she gets the bad end of the stick or they're like doing things where they're trying to like t- double team, triple team her. It was good that it was one of those situations where, uh, you know, you kind of have to question was it again smart to kind of let malia not be part of the group because would she have allowed that and so it's like you know maybe if he wasn't again feeling too big for your britches maybe you want to have celebrated so early and she wouldn't have gotten that pen i personally as i tell them i don't really like roll-up pens uh but in situations with a, like somebody who's like just you have to do it real sometimes just quick enough to get a three count in the situation it worked and so i feel like would Malia have had this happen if she was part of the group? If you guys wasn't like making sure at least one person was on the ball, maybe you would have won this match instead of T. And so it's it's just like, it kind of didn't make her look well to say she was a better or they need her and that she was the leader and then your first leader match you lose but i am happy for tika because i feel like she definitely deserved this win because again she's so sweet and she just does her thing and people mess with her and i hate that people do that and i'm like she's so kind why are we why are you messing with her and i know you got to have the face and the heels and wrestling so it was really good to kind of see her finally get a win and do it on her own and it was like something i guess also to prove to herself that i can do this by myself even though i know i I have you know those that I can t- if I have my friends with me I can they'll be there but let me do this on my own and I actually really appreciate that so I was happy for her win honestly
1: Yes, I was definitely happy to just to see someone, you know, rise above who had basically been having having a rough as of late. And even in a few months ago, like the Fab Four was even bullying her at one point backstage. So it was really good to see her fight back and get this win, especially over some um imposing opponents like Genesis, Exodus, and the rest of Exile there. So big ups to Tiki Chamara and her first singles win. We love you and we're glad that you got that win. So moving forward with the next match We had um, BK Rhythm Versus Chantilly Chela And This was one of my favorite I believe this was My favorite match Of the episode um, It was really good Like when I first Watched it on TV Cause I was just like Man like Look at these girls go They're really doing it But it was also Really entertaining From the perspective Of the commentary desk Simply because of the fact That um, When BK Rhythm Was making her entrance You know And they did mention How she's from New Orleans Louisiana, um, AJ was putting Steven Dickey and David McLean, the creator of Wow, onto beignets. And if you are a Disney person just like me, the first time I had ever heard of beignets was in The Princess and the Frog. And when I saw those cakes, they looked really good. They looked like really softer pillow versions, softer pillow versions of donuts. And I was just like, those look good. And then to find out that they're actually a real delicacy from um, New Orleans, which just was really cool too. And David just said, Well, I just thought they were famous, you know, for gumbo, but I guess we gotta make a trip down to New Orleans so we could eat it. And AJ said, Yes, they will change your life. And it's so funny to think of AJ thinking of eating pastries like that, considering when you think of Her and her, you know, fitness regimen and how amazing she looks, it almost looks like she probably wouldn't even touch a donut or a beignet. So the idea of her liking them just kind of, you know, was really cool. And also it was good to see more of her personality, you know, shine on commentary as well. Um, And then her birthday was last week, too. So happy belated birthday, AJ Mendez. We love you and everything you've given to wrestling and also with your um, work as a comic book writer, movie writer, and all of the above. Like, you're awesome. Um, and then she also was getting socially withdrawn from T- Chantilly Chella coming out and giving David McClain her cape that's just so beautiful and sparkly. But he said, no, I'm not going to wear it. I'm going to put it on you. And then AJ was like, don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on me. And he put it on her anyway. <laughs> and she was just like, how dare you? <laughs> It was so funny. It was really funny. Yes, Joseph, the more you know from AJ. Exactly. And hey, JD watching on Twitch, thank you for watching. But, Kat, how did you feel about the shenanigans of commentary? Like, that was really funny.
0: Nice. Uh, You know, AJ is like, she loves her thing. She's a bit of a nerd. She says this all the time. But there's also like, you know everybody if you know me well enough i always say i love mr strawberry cheesecake that's a very real thing like i wouldn't even share that with my kids like last slice like might not share just saying, as like this might be the one time i'm gonna be like you know what kids it's fine you don't need to have this slice this is for me and so she said that i understood like sometimes you get something that's really yummy and you just like yes it'll, it's life-changing and so i like that aspect um not that i eat a bunch of sweets but again i love mr strawberry cheesecake and so that's a quick way to get my good side obviously uh <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) let's give you some of that and so to have that but then at the same time she goes to being kind of like moody where she puts like the sparkly you know she's like punkish you know like converses and even though she hasn't really done that in a while you think of how she was previously and so to have something nice and bright and purple like chantilly and you're just like wait a minute pause it's a little too much goodness it's just like i thought it was just a nice little contrast i thought it worked well and i do like the that I feel like she's getting even more comfortable on commentary and even expressing herself and some of her backstory on it. And so I love it.
1: Yeah, I love it too. Like she's just, her personality was already out there to begin with, but just the idea that she's opening up a whole lot more commentary just never ceases to amaze me. I just love hearing her thoughts about um, the in-ring action and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I absolutely enjoy it. We love AJ Mendez here and hopefully one day we can actually have her on for an interview. Um, Manifestation, manifestation, manifestation. So (laughs) that was really cool to see them, you know, Arguing over the cape, it was just so silly And it's just really funny to see David McLean Go crazy for just that that one Simple thing, but hey, you'll be surprised How, like, in wrestling How many people go crazy for just one small thing That a wrestler does, and for him It's that cape, right? Um, So um, just moving towards the match, like I said, it was BK Rhythm versus Chantilly Chella. Um, she actually had a rap where she, of course, dissed Chantilly Cella and said that this is their second time facing off against each other. She said, I'm a solo act. No one to hold me back. Y'all came to see me. I... I made this place packed. In between us two, this is round two. This is my redo. I'm going to hit the mic check. No more dancing for you. So, yeah. <laughs> and this really shocked Chantilly Chello. She didn't take it too kindly. So the match got started. And Chantilly really started with um, some double arm, a double arm drag to BK to start off after the lockup, as you see in this picture. BK um, actually countered with a bicycle kick and countered with... Um, and then Chantilly countered with a Japanese arm drag, which she utilized a whole lot in this match, a lot of different arm drags, but I'm not mad at it because it was still really good looking. Chantilly um, tripped up BK with a with a cool move that doesn't necessarily have a name. They gave it a name, but it really didn't seem as correct to me, so I don't know. Um, and then she hit a drop kick to BK. Then BK um, kicked out and covered and launched Chantilly into the middle turnbuckle, and then BK kicked Chant- Chantilly's abdomen and hit a gut buster to knock down Chantilly Cello, which she had a hard time um, bouncing back from. But then Chantilly's, um, Chantilly wound up hitting a backslide pin. But then Chantilly, but then BK battled back with a hip toss into a neck breaker. And then once Chantilly got like a second wind in, she wound up running up the ropes and then kick sweeping BK and hitting a Meteora with a near fall. Now, I love the meteor because it just reminds me a whole lot of Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks. I just can't get enough of that ever. Um, but then BK wound up winning the match with a modified, what I would consider like a modified chicken wing of sorts, because she hit it onto her, but it but she turned her around sideways, and then that's how she won the match. So she, wa- so that rap wound up coming to fruition there. Because she was like, well, guess what? We fought each other twice, but I'm going to beat you this time. And she really did beat her this time. No underhanded tactics, no nothing. But she really did, you know, ground and pound um, Chantilly Cello throughout this match. But she wound up hitting her with that modified chicken wing in order to win. So, yeah, this match was really good and one of my favorites, um from this episode. So Kat, how did you feel about the match?
0: Now, you know how I feel about the raps sometimes because I just can't. I mean, she, every time I'm just like, I want to like it and I cannot like these wraps. I just can't. Cause I think of like batter wrapping. I, maybe I have a very certain idea of batter wrapping. And so I'm just like, I mean, I guess. This is what we're calling better rapping. Uh, However, I do like in this instance, a lot of times she be talking a lot of stuff and then she doesn't back up what she says. And in this regard, and I like Chantilly, uh, but I feel like in this regard, she backed up what she said. And so I don't know if that means the feud is over between them um, with regards to like, because they have uh, fought quite a few times already. I don't know if that now means it's done or if they're going to have maybe the kind of tie like something something else, but I do like, I thought a lot of the moveset was really well done and I feel like they're like gotten comfortable enough with each other that it was very fluid uh, in the ring. But this time she actually backed up what she said. And so even though I was not fond, of the rap too much I was like kudos for actually meaning what you said like you know try to be you can't talk smack I mean unless you're like playing some spades and I said I'm a person who plays spades and I might talk some mess uh afterwards uh and might not win right away but I'm gonna get there and so I might talk some smack but as far as the situation where you might have to like go one-on-one with somebody don't talk smack and then lose and so in this regard she actually did and she won it and so I feel like if anything she should feel happy with that in regards to you know when she had certain people, she had a lot to say. She didn't always come out victorious, especially in a singles match. And so she got that. And so I'm just curious now. I was like, okay, do you guys fight again? Is this story over? Do BK Rhythm now go on to the next thing? Is she going to be back in tag team with, John, you know, with uh, Robbie? Like, it's just so many things that can go on. But I did respect that. At least this time, she said what she said. And she meant it. And she made it happen. And so she got a lot of kudos for this. But it was absolutely a fantastic match as well.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. But it's so funny. You were talking about Talking Smack. And I have a confession to make, Katrina. I don't know how to play spades
0: it's cool I like what I learned and it was years ago but when I first said I didn't know you would have thought I said I didn't kill somebody they were they was like what do you mean right. <laughs> so, um it was like luckily luckily my first husband ta- taught me because they were not gonna let me play at all they was like oh we don't play with newbies like you gotta already know and so I was very fortunate that I picked up very quickly that he let me play with him and then after that there was only one person who beat me so bad. Like I would just, I, I was hurt cause it, it was, it was bad. We tried so hard to beat this group and we could not. And it had me looking away. And that was the one time I probably kind of toned down the trash talking. But otherwise once I got good, I got good. And then I have my partners like, listen, I don't hear. Uh, and so I, I mean, the best way for me to learn is always to watch people. And then I can go from there and then tell me rules, but let me kind of see what I'm seeing. Let me, you know, that's how, even when I'm cooking or something like baking, you need directions, but I feel like you're making something else. You just let like said, the ancestors give you the seasons and do what you need to do. Uh, I don't really necessarily follow recipes when it comes to like making food. It's just like, as long as it tastes good and it's safe, we're good. I don't follow recipes. I feel like that's kind of how it is with me of space. I had to watch it. So like, it's like, oh my God, but also that was me, in, like my early twenties. and So I can't even say anything cause I had to learn. So it's always hopefully somebody in the community is like you know what let's bring you in stuff let's just bring you in <laughs> and it won't be weird about it because some people do get a little offended if you're not a place based by a certain age had to learn that but i'm okay yeah, like, so. no. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like that's my experience. Like anytime I say, I don't know how to play spades around a group of people. It's like, I don't say it for fear of being ridiculed. And it's just like, I just don't want to ever like say that out loud or run the risk of being ridiculed and then being surrounded by people who won't have the patience to teach me. Um, so I never really learned and never really want to learn or I'm never really in a space with people where I am playing space. But the, but the thing that I do do, however, is play video games with my boyfriend and we get real competitive over some Tekken. Okay. So this year when the new Tekken comes out and then also when the new street fighter comes out, it's going to get real rowdy, you know, in the house. So, so <laughs> yeah, those are the games <laughs> oh that I press goodness. buttons with. So it's just like, but I got really good at Tekken though. Like that is my best one. So it's just like, those are my things. And then I love to bowl too, but he doesn't bowl, but it's it's okay. Like I get really good at that too. So it's just like, there are only so few things I'm really good at when it comes to like games like that, but I'm really good at word games like Scrabble and Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, like that kind of stuff. But I'm definitely like when it comes to cards and stuff, unless it's Uno. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> Listen, Uno, can I can't do it. Uno can get real, <laughs> Uno can get real. real <laughs> Uno can definitely get real really quickly, and so that's one of my fave games as well. Because you could really lose a friend to <laughs> play some Uno. You know, if it gets real extra, you might even might lose a friend for like a couple of hours. You might lose one because it can get real serious with some Uno. So. All oh, good. I feel like if you can just find a person to teach you, it'll be fine. I, I, like I said, I got lucky that he wanted to teach me because everybody else was like, oh no, I can't let you learn. And I'm like, but how else can I play if you don't teach me? <laughs> you, gotta teach me <laughs> you taught me and I sucked. I'm like, all right. But I actually got g- really good. And so it's just like, oh, I know how to talk to your partner? Because that's pretty much partner communication. uh, And it's, it's cool. And you can just talk on the mountain. of what you to talk. Because I, <laughs> I definitely used to talk that crap. we <laughs> losing. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to play another one. I'm, I'm going to get it. And then I get it. And then I'm like, see, I told y'all, like, hello. Look who you play with. Like, all types of facts. So that's, like, the one time I write talk a whole bunch. Video games not so much anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's just it's just games are fun, and it's just really fun. So that's all that matters. As long as we're all having fun, that's all that matters. And it's fun to talk a little bit of smack, but either way, um, we got to get back to the show. But before we go to the third match, we did get a little bit of a back story on... The Fab Four and how they're celebrating Their wins of all of the Titles Blah Um, (laughs) So um, Lana Starr was at her Palatial estate and all of the women Were there and they were celebrating You know them Um, Miami Sweet Heat getting the titles the tag titles back from Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara who is set to face off against them in a rematch next week I believe and they celebrated Penelope Pink being the world champion now and they also celebrated Vicky Lynn McCoy for being the enforcer and I thought that was really nice considering they could have been petty and just said oh well you don't have a title so we don't give you anything but that's not what they did they actually still celebrated her and her contribution to the group which was you know a good thing If you can give a good thing to them at all But either way They were just celebrating and drinking too You know, ruling over WoW With an iron pink fist And all of the above So yeah, there's that It's funny, since they've won the titles This is the first time we've seen them um, in a number of weeks since they've gotten them all and you would have thought they would have, you know, been on the show and gloated a whole lot more because that's just how they know. That's how they do. But they did not So, Kat, were you surprised that you, we've gone this long of a period of time without seeing them since they've won all the gold?
0: It might have been, you know, there was a lot of happening with not only the tournament, but the whole picture, to team titles has been the the whole back and forth it has been gone on since the new iteration of this. And so we've been hearing like, oh, we're gonna get some new tag champions. It was all this like hoopla around it of who's the better team. And then you get sisters or sisters. And then so I feel like in that regard, it's like okay, maybe they're resting. Maybe they feel like after all of this, they earned a week or two to not really worry about it. Now, when I interviewed Lana and Penelope, they did say they wanted to have a celebration uh, with all of them. And so the Vicky thing didn't surprise me because they was very appreciative of Vicky being the enforcer that she is. And they did say that. And so I feel like, you know, if you're going to represent the squad of what they all can do, and lot you know, the head and, the head lady in charge, it made sense that they, uh, you know, kind of also congratulate, like, congratulate her on being part of the squad but maybe they just needed a, a break because they are the champions and they do have that match next week and maybe it's like okay maybe they need to, i mean i'm hoping it's kind of get their head in the space that they can retain uh if that's what they're doing but then i guess we'll see uh if it's like any shenanigans because they very well maybe some shenanigans and then you know randy and uh you know Coach might not even, you know, be able to do it properly or re- get the belts back properly because it's very possible that the Fab Four also might engage some shenanigans. So I guess we'll see. But I wasn't too, too surprised only because like it was a lot with those tag titles and then you had to do the tournament uh to kind of prepare them for that and so and even though we know it was filmed a little bit it just all of that when you're thinking about all of that and in the storyline they was involved with quite a few little things happening so it's okay maybe they need a little break or maybe they just wanted to enjoy that they had the belts and just wanted some time i don't know if they got like they're like the top people in charge right now as far as head honchos as far as the rest of the roster so maybe it was like yeah we just get a couple of weeks off and kind of enjoy our titles it could have been one of those i guess but we'll see if they mention more of that Uh, Next week, since two of them will be on the main event, I believe. I believe it's it's the main event match.
1: Yes, absolutely. So in the comments, comments going crazy joseph is saying yuck lana star is getting on my nerves me too bro she has the ultimate goal and she did it at comic-con yep she did do it at comic-con We've got to give her, her credit gotta give credit where credit is due um he also said 10 to 1 lana sent sent vicky lynn mccoy to attack the beast because she knows penelope pink can't beat the beast that's a Good prediction, Joseph. Real good. Dirty Heels watching. Thank you for watching. Um, Joseph also said, I should be surprised, but I'm not. The former champs, Fire and Adrenaline, a.k.a. Kiera Hogan and Diamante, are with AEW, so that's why we played Ring Around the Rosie with the tag titles. How long ago was that?
0: A few months. I, I feel like it might have been, like, I feel like it might have been a few months because this was like we got that whole tag team thing very early on when they came back. Like I felt yeah. like they, right away was like, "Oh, we're gonna try to get some new tag champions." I, I so I feel like this might have been a few months ago. Like when did we start doing? <laughs> was this like is it September? Like, am I wrong on this? Like, was it September we started doing the WOW show? Maybe
1: it was August or September. It was in between the the summer fallish part. It was when we started. I think. Wow.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even feel like we've been doing it that long, <laughs> but
1: apparently we were. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy! Time is insane. But yeah, those tag titles, you know, have had a little bit of a, of some time. And Joseph is saying, yes, yeah, September twenty first was the premiere of this version. Oh, wow, wow, September. Okay. Um. Wait, I just made it. Oh, I just made a connection in my head. Wow started on the twenty first night of September. While chasing the clouds away <laughs> ah, 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 ah. That's ah. ah. just what they remind me of I can't believe that So now WOW is not only just a special show It has a special date It started on the 21st of September Like the Earth, Wind & Fire song That is, a, <laughs> I put that song on blast Every time September starts, okay? That is my theme for my birthday it's, month. It's
0: a, it's a good song. It's
1: definitely yes, a song. yes. <laughs> That's so special. Oh my gosh! I wonder how the audio is gonna sound with me singing. <laughs> That's gonna be funny. That's gonna be funny. Um, but yeah. Um. That's what's going on with Fab Four. They are set to take over all of WOW. But then, of course, next week, um, Miami Sweet Heat is going to be battling against Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara for those tag titles um, next weekend. So that's what we've got going on there. So moving towards the third match we have of course more tag team action with team tough discipline in the form of the disciplinarian and GI Jane along with Samantha Smart versus team mother truckers Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag now this match was really tough between these guys because of course you have the mother daughter duo and their amazing tag team chemistry up against the imposing disciplinarian and GI Jane who will ground and pound you and hit you real hard with their arms and legs and just destroy you and then of course you have Samantha Smart who was just the X Factor In all of the things which proved to be Right in this match so The match started with Big Rig Betty um, Going up against the disciplinarian um, There was the lockup, and then the disciplinarian Turned it into a headlock to Betty um, Betty broke it and then Launched disciplinarian into the ring Corner and then hit a forearm Into the face and then tagged in Holly swag and this was the Part of the match where a lot of the tag team Chemistry of Big Rig Betty And Holly were able to show case that because Holly proceeded to stomp on the disciplinarian in the corner of the ring kind of remind you of Stone Cold Steve Austin how he used to say he'll stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry that's what was going on Um, <laughs> except on commentary they said it reminded them of another wow superhero by the name of Thug and that's someone who we aren't necessarily as familiar with but um, that um their memories are valid but I'm just saying it reminded me a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin Um so Basically, a lot of their chemistry was on display, but then you can't really deny the disciplinarian and G.I. Jane's tactics here because when they separated Holly away from her mom, um, you can see here in this picture, Samantha actually um, was pulling and yanking on Holly's swag as the disciplinarian was stomping all over her onto the ring apron, which, of course, we all know is the hardest part of the ring. So, as the match continued to go on, um, G.I. Jane proceeded to hit leg drops and also hard hits. To Holly Swag and also Big Rig Betty but eventually once Holly was able to tag her mom in um, her mom came in real hot and started defending her baby um, and just going ham until of course Samantha Smart decided to rear in her ugly head not saying she's ugly at all she's beautiful Um, and um, hit Big Rig Betty in the back with that sparkly ruler and actually broke it and then Um, G.I. Jane wound up covering Big Rig Betty for the win. So Team Tough Discipline wound up winning this tag team match. So Katrina, how did you feel about this match?
0: I thought it was good. I was actually, I, I feel like, you know, we had a bit of an issue before with how some of the, the chemistry was when Disciplinarian this, this had certain tag team matches. And I feel like with her and G.I. Jane, they've gotten chemistry well enough that it seems to be working. Uh, they feel like they're better gelled or they're listening, there's better communication with them. And so while, you know, you always kind of like, yay, mom and daughter team, it's also like, you know, you saw two black two sisters, you know, win. And it's like, you guys are heels, but also like, yay. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they, they're, you know you have somebody like a Samantha Smart who's kind of doing what she needs to do as a heel type of manager, you know, a valet. And so it like, it works. But I felt like, she, like this is probably the best communication. You think about how every time it was disciplinary and Jesse Jones, uh, James, for instance, where she was just like, uh they never had good chemistry. It felt like there was a lot of miscommunication every time. And then you even think of, I believe wasn't ice cold at one point, like very briefly in matches with them and it was just not really good communication. I feel yeah. like finally there's some good communication with the disciplinarian is using which I've been saying to use her size, because you know, you have a height advantage use it. And I, I I like that she's, she, I feel like she's starting to do that now. And so it was a good one in regards to like, okay, we kind of see this some, some, something happening where it's working and it's not like, what's going on? What were, what are we doing here? What, how is this team still haven't gotten it together? And so I think like, at least in this regard, GI Jane was a good add to the school, to the group. I feel like that it works really well. And if you have somebody who's supposed to be like army type, uh, and then you have like the brains and cement and then you have somebody disciplinary and then you think about the fact that she, <laughs> like you discipline, which is also you think of like army people, very disciplined. And so I feel like it works. And even though they are healing, you kind of wanted the mother and daughter team to kind of pull through. It was kind of nice to see like, oh damn, you guys are finally getting it together. Like it, it's working. And so it's like, like, you don't really want to root for the heels, but in the in this regard, it was mostly like, it was kind of nice to see two women, you know, two women of like, black women win this, but also that they actually are working well together. And it, doesn't seem like what is going on, which it was unfortunately what I've been seeing a lot with this Canarian. it's like her tag partners, they were just never on the same page. And it feels like with her and GI Jane, they're on the same page. And then they can very well be a threat. Like if they keep on this trajectory, it can very well be a threat, even to somebody like Miami sweet heat, you never know. And so we'll see.
1: Yeah, they really could be a threat. And I would be, I for one am really intrigued to see that happen because the disciplinarian, you know, since this iteration of Wow did start, she kind of had been on the struggle bus a while, even when it came to the tag title, you know, tournament. And when it came to Jesse Jones, like she was on the struggle bus with her as well. So with her and G.I. Jane, there's an understanding that the both of them have that will probably allow them to be more dominant and just destroy their person. And then on top of that, you have Samantha Smart there who is proving to be the X factor who could, you know, interfere for them if stuff is going a little bit too awry. Um, And they could be, you know, a solid tag team. I'm wondering how they would pose since, you know, we were talking about Ice Cold earlier, how they would pose against, you know, Exile, now that Exile is looking this type of new now.
0: I mean, they very well could. And being that they got rid of, like, like, it's very possible, like, it might show, they might need her after all. And like I said, she said all that and then she lost the first match as a leader. And so it's like, this might be a situation where like, hmm, maybe you need her after all. We'll see, but you know, we don't, I don't know necessarily if this is a good move on her part. If by getting rid of her in exile, would that be like, you know, was this a good move yet? Right now it doesn't look like a good move. Uh, but I will see, it could very well be like, hmm maybe they could consider uh, ice cold was just with them like a couple of weeks ago. And then they got to a little bit discre- discrepancy because she wasn't, uh, she wasn't interjecting in the match where that was helpful. Like it was like, if you're going to interfere, make sure it makes your team look better or make it a win for your team. Not where it's like, oh man, now we lost because you can't get it together or you didn't do it correctly. Whatever the case may be. And so that could be a thing as well too. So.
1: Yeah, you just never know Um, in the world of WoW. So that's pretty much where we land with that match. But here again, the Disciplinarian and G.I. Jane got a pretty cool um, win here. But in the comments, Jermaine Moore, thank you for watching from YouTube, saying, I know Samantha is a manager, but she needs to wrestle. Hmm. Can she Is the question? I mean... She was challenged at one point I know Jesse Jones did challenge her at one point But she never did get in the ring But I will say this though She did cut a really cool promo after this match Um, I forgot to mention That she cut a promo And called basically everybody um, IQ not equivalent but equivalent or whatever the word was but either way she got in the pro she got in the ring and cut a really good and clean promo so it was really cool to hear her speak more um from that perspective and kind of just run down the rest of the crowd and call them dumb so that was fun but <laughs> who knows maybe one day we might see her wrestle down the line you just never truly know but in the end um we go to our next match or the buildup towards our next match. They of course charted the journey of candy crush and her, um, grandmother's gloves and her learning that basically the person who was, um, In charge of that whole charade—well, not charade, but in charge of that whole plan—was Angelica Dante, who is, of course, the little sister of Chainsaw and aligned with Team Darkness. And so that led to her and Chainsaw finally having their blow-up at Los Angeles Comic-Con on that episode, which we were happy to be there to witness ourselves, in which she came out the victor. Um, But, of course, Angelica Dante was still trying to play games with her, and she said, well, fine, you'll have to fight another match in order for you to figure out exactly where the gloves were or— are and here again she was fighting in some more matches over the past few weeks and this match actually was a defining moment in that story right here if not you know the ending of this story if you could say so um so this match was the main event it was candy crush versus siren the voodoo doll and siren the voodoo doll is someone who we haven't really seen do a whole lot of singles competition um but we've seen her play a huge part in of in the storyline of this and playing the mind games and of course you know reading the tarot cards that put a bad omen over Candy Crush and those gloves So with this match um, There was a lot at stake here with Candy Crush Wanting to get her lick back And she definitely did because she ran in <laughs> Ready to fight this Kind of the same way she was with the chainsaw match at Los Angeles Comic Con She ran in ready to fight Nucking and bucking and ready to fight So she came in started punching on Siren the Voodoo Doll and everything And they basically fought back and forth throughout the match but um candy crush was able to utilize her quickness throughout the match um and basically knocked down siren of voodoo doll um even though she tried to get away from her a couple of times but either way um candy crush wound up winning um, this match after a good back and forth between the two, but I don't want to take anything away from Siren Navood at all. She did a pretty good job, um, in this match. Um, but after the match was over, we got a little bit of a visit from Angelica Dante, who acted like she wanted to tell, um, Candy Crush exactly where the gloves were, but she could have also been preparing her for another mind game for all we knew. But... But Candy Crush decided to do a mature thing and tell Angelica that doesn't even matter anymore. And I'm just sitting there looking at the TV like, "What?" She said, "It doesn't even matter anymore." I found that throughout this journey, that the fighting spirit isn't just in the gloves that my grandma gave me. That the fighting spirit is in with me, is within me all along, and that um, my grandmother even though she's not here, you know, and the gloves aren't here anymore, she still lives with me always. And the memory of her is still in my heart always, even if I might not have the gloves. So now it doesn't even matter anymore. And this shocked me. But what was so beautiful was Candy looked very um, confident in herself. She looked Um, strong here in the sense that she wasn't letting the gloves and the madness of not having them anymore define her career um, anymore because she had been fighting this fight for a number of months, like for months at a time. And I'm really glad that now she can have a sense of peace about it and I guess proceed to refocus on being the best in WoW and possibly being champion. Who knows? But Katrina, how did you feel about this match and how did you feel about the performance of Siren, the voodoo doll, and the um, discovery, the inner working discovery that Candy Crush found within?
0: Uh, It was nice to see uh, Siren wrestle because I've seen her wrestle outside of a while. And so it was kind of, I wasn't sure we were gonna finally really see her because she was kind of there doing like the background stuff or kind of like being the puppet master to an extent where she was kind of just doing what needed to be done for her team. And so it was nice to see because I've seen her wrestle outside and I'm like, oh, she can wrestle. So it was good to see, but I also felt like maybe she just got tired. Um, Just, you know, sometimes you go through a lot of stuff and it it sucks (laughs) and you're sad about it and you may be like frustrated and everything, but it might've got to a point for Candy where she was just tired. And that, you know, considering, you know, her performance and this match, but also how she was at the LA Comic-Con match, yeah, it was more like, like, no, the gloves was sentimental, right? You know, and I said, I understand, I understand that because I've been in that situation with something that was very dear for somebody passed. I It was lost. And I didn't react necessarily well to losing something that I was like, oh, I'll never get this again because it's gone. And so, but then you like, you know what? But you still got all these other things. And so, you know, It helped. And so in that regard, I understood it, especially in a situation where you're somebody who's like fighting and, you know, you feel unconfident, but this helped you feel confident. I'm guessing her being able to beat them both and considering all the nonsense they've done over the last few months with messing with her with this and involving like all these other people and all this other stuff and having her kind of doubt even the people in her space. uh, It's like, well, she kind of got overcame all of that. And she did it kind of in her own terms and so maybe that was what it was where, like i don't really necessarily need the gloves because i can do this on my own and it's more of a like again it's sentimental value but it's a thing rather than me being who i am and so i, I think that's kind of very well just been she got tired of trying to focus on that and now she, maybe she can move forward and do more than sit on the singles division where she can kind of get herself to the top where it's not kind of dealing with some uh, dealing with a group rather where she has to figure out why are you messing with me in this way? Uh, and so it it, like, it was like, Oh, okay. I feel like this is the end now. Like, I don't know where else can you go from this? Uh, because she kind of got them all like she wanted to. And then she kind of even came to the, the promo of realization. Like, you know, I didn't really necessarily need these. Uh, and so, I feel like the story should be done. I mean, I would be very surprised if we get like another one, but I feel like they're probably going to move her on uh, to something else. But maybe again, this is just a start now to see which, if she can come, maybe she be the one coming for Penelope next, you know?
1: yeah she really could be the one to go after Penelope and which that would be something I would absolutely enjoy because you know I can't go after Penelope so at least somebody else can so that would be cool to see if she would go for it and possibly become a um, wild world champion but either way at least her focus can finally be on something else and be on being the best as opposed to people playing mind games with her and messing with her all the time and hopefully you know they'll actually just leave her alone after all of this but something I do wonder about if is if Angelica Dante will actually get in the ring too in terms of managers getting in the ring because I don't know if she she's ever wrestled or if you've maybe ever seen her wrestle before but either way, I kind of wonder you know what else is her place besides being the spokesperson for her sister chainsaw?
0: I feel I don't think I've actually seen her wrestle. I thought I I think anything I thought she was like a manager. And so I'm not sure. I don't I don't recall seeing her wrestle, but it would be nice. You know, again, like maybe they're kind of introducing her slowly uh, into maybe she will get a ring or maybe she's just there to be like an extra added bonus in the group. Uh, But we'll see.
1: Yes, we yes. will see But that brings us to the end of Wow Superheroes, it was a really good And solid episode um, Of course we will be back next week To talk about this weekend's epi- Episode of Wow Now of course if you are not sure what channel Wow comes on or what time it comes on for you You can go on their website WowE.com and check out The listings and the time for what time it comes on Because it comes on at different times all over the country But of course if you're watching this from the Alabama area, if we're we are central standard time, and it comes on at 6 p.m., unless otherwise listed, um, on my network 68, so you can catch it there every Saturday at 6 p.m. on that channel, um, but just continue to support the show and support these women as they continue to raise the bar for women's wrestling, and with it being an all-female show, um, just continue to, um, support it and support this talent, you know, if you really, you know, have a mind to just get into it, not only during Women's History Month, which, of course, we are celebrating, but all of the time. So, of course, Katrina, thank you for joining me on this um, platform and talking about WOW Superheroes. Just tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on.
0: You can follow me on most social media platforms and cat we trust TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. The ease of three. I do have an interview I'm doing this week, so that will be up soon. I'm really happy about that. She's super uh, lovely. And if you like anime, then you probably like this wrestler. Um, I do have my uh, interview with Jen Savani, who was previous person on the panel from the West Coast, and Ruby Hardy, uh, which was a really awesome interview. And I trying to get more of my uh, movie reviews on there. I've been so so busy. And so it's kind of hard, but there's actually quite a few movies I did review. I just have to like edit all the videos, but that will be up soon. And again, in about 13 days, 12 and a half to 13 days, I will be in Chicago at C2E2 Chicago's Comic Con doing my panel with one of our co-hosts, Shay, who will be in there, as well as some awesome people who have actually been on the show previously, but have been on other panels as well and do super awesome things in the community, uh, women of color. And so if you're not in LA watching WrestleMania, because we've watching from Chicago, uh, and you wanna come to uh, see us, Do this one more time. (laughs) Number four. Uh, Please definitely come check us out. And as always, I will try to have a video of it uh, on the YouTube sometime afterwards. But that's pretty much what's going on on my end
1: awesome sauce. Well, know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Please listen to The Hardy Wrestling Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and also um, subscribe to the YouTube channel The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with the pink, purple, and blue logo. Um, check out my new episode called All That Jazz where I celebrate women in WrestleMania um, with my series where I talk about jazz versus Trish Stratus versus Lita from WrestleMania 18 or XX. 8 um for the WWE E slash F Women's Championship and I go into the greatness of that match and give those women their flowers there along with news and gossipish and what I liked in wrestling last week because of course we are, are on the road to Wrestlemania and I will be at Wrestlemania that weekend so just be on the lookout for me because I might have new stuff going on. Also, my extra episode where I talked about mercedes Monet versus Kyrie Sane at Battle in the Valley for New Japan has reached 2,000 views and I am so grateful for that. So if you have not looked at that or if you want to watch something um, about that match Please watch that episode because I put a lot of thought and love and passion into it So if you want to add to the views, please add to them and just continue to watch that video And also buy my merch on foryourwear.com slash Hardy Wrestling Podcast Where you can buy the Select Your Alabama Wrestling Fighter t-shirts in all sizes Red and black and also you can buy a hoodie for hoodie season um, as well in red and black too and just continue to support women's wrestling talk and catch me on the SmackDown and Rampage after show this coming Friday with our editor-in-chief Dreon Santana and also check out our Turnbuckle Glam Women's History Month panel that we just did yesterday, hosted by our senior writer Nikki Bougie and so many other women, you know, from the um wrestling media landscape. We are all a part of it last night. So if you missed it, please go on our channel and watch it there. And follow women's wrestling talk on Instagram and Twitter, at WWTalkPod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Twitch. And also ring, and ring the bell so you can never miss a notification anytime we go live because we have post shows every day. Literally every day we have a lot of different stuff going on. So, of course, this has been the Wild Superheroes After Show for Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, enjoy Monday Night Raw. Bye, y'all